we continue with this sort of part three of my Independence Day features. I uh, did one last night, did one this morning with Radio Hope. Thank you, Mike Myers, for joining as usual. Uh, Alex Garrett podcasting here. And there's one final component. I know I said I was going to talk about Jefferson, but I got so immersed in our first president, George Washington's final address, which for those of you who are Hamilton enthusiasts and you watched last night, you might know that he helped, he did in fact write Washington's farewell address. But I want to kick this off at the top because as he even says in his speech, Honesty is the best policy. And we we need a Washington spirit, a Washingtonian spirit. Because he saw and he said things that were coming down the road that in its 244th official year of existence, America has seen just this last couple months. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the honest truth is, yes, George Washington in Mount Vernon was a slave owner. In fact, in his uh, MountVernon.org, which honors the first president of the United States, honors the man who was commander of the Continental Congress that willed us to freedom, they also say we must honor those that were enslaved in Mount Vernon, rightfully so, and the work that they did, and the contributions they did. But here's the happy ending to that story. In his will, George Washington freed the 123 slaves that he legally could, Martha Washington. In her previous marriage, had acquired slaves of her own. But by law, they acquired these different slaves. And unfortunately, they could not be freed under the law of America at that time. But in, in 1799, George Washington did become the only slaveholding founding father to free his slaves. And so he practiced what he preached. Some might say, why didn't he do it when, he was, when it was earlier? And that's a valid point. He said that if he was to talk about this as president, he would divide the nation even more. But to then go and free the slaves he could, 123 of them. That's a bright light into that part of Mount Vernon. He inherited, actually, at the age of 11. And he saw it was wrong. He did did permit uh, punishment. But, like anybody who should be given a second chance George Washington at the end of his life decided to free the slaves that he had owned 123 of them and it's that message of freedom that I think he carried through his presidency therefore he should not be torn down therefore his face should not come down from Mount Rushmore. And for Mount Vernon to address this and have actually 10 facts you could find is pretty admirable. 
and they've even made a memorial to those enslaved. Uh, 317, by the way, at the end of Washington's life. But he was able to free those who, who could. And then you, you, you watch and you, well, you, you take a look at his farewell address. Again, America's Living Documents is the book I'm reading and immersing myself in uh, probably past Independence Day because I know this is a conversation that doesn't end here. Today is our 244th birthday, but it's a conversation that doesn't end here. Tell me what you think about when I tell you what he had to say on the spirit of the party system. It foments riots and insurrection. Right there. Right there. In and of itself. You don't have to look much further than that to see that he had a vision of what would happen if we became a party system. And here's the fascinating part. To me, reading this today, I got this fast pass tag, whatever this is from Vote NYC. And I, the party is BLK. I don't know what that meant, so I Googled it. No party affiliation, which is accurate. I'm a blank slate in the state of New York's party system or voting system. I am independent. And that's okay. Because <laughs> I really am trying to see from both sides of the aisle here every day in, I think, what we believe is all our fight for freedom. The fight never ends. The fight just continues. In legal lawsuits, in other ways, in trying to get a kid back, like uh, the Simons last week talked about on this very Saturday sit-down. Seeing Ralph Walter's uh, Emerson's self-reliance was not an accident. I'll continue more on that as well. But you talk about the first person to really, well, not the first, because there was many. Patrick Henry wanted to be self-reliant. There were so many going into this. But Washington was our first president. And his vision for what would happen if we became a two-party, three-party, whatever system, a party system, is coming true to this very day. He talked about government waste, saying excess, and that we would, as a public, want to get rid of it. That's why cutting, uh, look, cutting city, in here in New York City, 22,000 jobs, what they're looking at, that's crazy. But if we could cut government waste the most we can, I think we can all agree, that's a great idea. I think we can also agree that uh, slowing down these stimulus checks would be helpful. Again, we don't want this country to say, hey, look, we could just get stimulus checks the rest of our lives. We want to be self-reliant. We want to go the way of jobs going up in America. Washington will want that. That's what today is about, is businesses going back in full force. 
people talking to each other. Being open to friendship. But here's where I find the most interesting part of what we're seeing today in Washington's farewell address, which, by the way, was September 17th, 1796. He talked about not entangling with European ambition, rivalship, and all that we've seemingly done is entangle ourselves with that through accords and whatnot. And so, if we're upset at Russia interfering with us, and and not leaving us alone, then when the president acts to keep us first, yeah, I think there's some merit to that. I think Washington would agree. Now, what is interesting is, and I think the riots and insurrection is a result of both parties, I have to say, if I'm being honest. He also went on to talk about, so so the European Union, the EU, Banning our guys, our people, uh, our Ameri- uh, banning Americans from going over there due to COVID is what it is at the moment. But the, the to, to say that we should be involved in the European Union and their decision making and their accords does not live up to Washingtonian spirit. It does not. How about this one? Washington even discussed the accumulation of debt. As of right now here in America, we are about $22, $23 trillion in debt. And is is getting rid of the two-party system going to get that down? No. But is possibly fixing these packages during the COVID relief to where the debt wouldn't have to soar as we continue to go on here. That'd be nice. These budgets that are always signed, I find, are are very not what the American spirit is, to be honest with you. And I meant that before COVID. It balloons a lot of things, and it is that ballooning that President Washington warned us of. He did talk about the foreign influence that will be had because of the two-party system. Which, And, and I'm going to get Dustin Lawson, Lawson. I don't know if you remember him. He's the former speechwriter at the White House. He created the Logos Party. He's Dr. Democracy. We'll talk to him. He wrote a book called Dr. Democracy. We'll talk to him. Uh, on Tuesday about all of this because I'm as I read I'm fascinated even more and thank you mom for for yeah loaning me this book to give me a chance to really find out more about our history he talks about against the insidious wiles slide tricks of foreign influence the jealousy of a free people 
ought to be constantly awake. Since history and experience prove that foreign influence is one of the most baneful foes of Republican government. So if we can work to stop influencing in this 2020 election, I'm all for it. And so this is where I find a fine line between um, neutrality and foreign influence when it comes to President Trump. And any president, actually. Now, I've only been at this the last few years, to be very real with you. I really have. Uh, But I've seen a lot in the last four or five years. Heck, I even survived a few breakups along the way to get here today. But anyway, um, and what I've seen is that I could see where Trump is a bit Washingtonian in the way he's trying to uh, get Russia in line with Western civilization. I don't agree with the G7 invite. That's true. I think that's where that that line gets blurred because, well, what is Russia going to do? They're going to try and influence everybody at that G7. We don't want that, including America. But when he's constantly asked about the foreign influence of our election, I mean constantly, If he were to tell Putin to his face, yeah, I think you did something here. With an intel agency, by the way, that was pretty battered uh, in 18, already by all these news reports of Strzok and Page and whatnot. But I think he, he is trying to play it cool. I hope he is, anyway. Trying to play cool so there's no war and no um, escalation. We've already seen Russian jets try and intercept, uh, being intercepted over our Alaska skies. We've already seen battleships heading into Russian waters um, and, and waters to try and defend the waters against Russia. So they're always active. And this constantly awake, jealousies of a free people constantly awake is so true. You know, we just had a lockdown. And there's no partial lockdown across the country. And I thought the biggest thing that we could do is let our guard down against Iran and Russia and North Korea. And thankfully, we did not. We saw boats were being harassed. We went after those boats in Iran. We saw aggression by Russia. We went after that. So... While Washington does claim neutrality, and th- this is the this to me, not the neutrality part, because I, I think Americans who want to help people become free should be able to. Not to the point of replacing someone. That's not our call. That should be the people's call wherever a revolution might be taking place. Not our call as a government. But what inspired, what was transpiring after, just four years after we declared independence, 
was the French Revolution. So we inspired France to be free from Great Britain and then apparently, you know, of course, from their own guillotine shopping government. Silly me, I thought there was some reversal where France came first and we came second. No, no, no. We were the first. We, as Andrew Cuomo likes to say in all his press conferences, led the way. And so we lead the way on this. France wants to become independent, starts a war with Great Britain, Prussia. Of course, I was Russia at the time. Uh, Austria. And, and main, main, many of Europe at the time. Washington says we cannot get involved with that. We have to stay neutral. And if you don't stay neutral, you could be losing your United States privileges. And to me, that regardless of the analysis I read, I do think Americans that want to help out another person be free should be able to help them out. I think it's an individual thing. I don't think it's a government deal. Although we are, as American, as a country, are supposed to be lending a helping hand. But to the what extent? It shouldn't be to put in a new leader just because we want to. No, that should be a country-based, people-based edict in these other countries where we do want to see freedoms happen. And progress made. And I I hope Washington would agree. But as I'm reading all of this, I'm just thinking to myself, do I have a Washingtonian spirit within me to not be party affiliated? To not stand for rioting and insurrection? To not even stand for debt? And by the way, to agree that Focusing on ourselves isn't a bad thing. We became free because we focused on ourselves. As a country. As colonies, even. And so we're here today because of that focus. And I I believe that we need to get back to that focus. What... You're not going to like what I say here. And by the way, I want to make clear President Trump, President Obama also decried the rioters. Can we just state that as a fact? That President Obama did not sit down, taking this easy, when Baltimore was under, literally under fire, rioting going on, their mayor saying, wait, Obama took time to say, hey, these guys are rioters and thugs and they should not be listened to. And he basically told them to stop it. So no president has ever been okay with riots. 1992, President George H.W. Bush implements National Guard to prevent more rioting in 92 in L.A. So we all have seen, in one, one form or another, even though the media may not cover it, Washingtonian ideals. I was passing through on Declaration of Independence Day, by the way, on July the 4th, passing through uh, Hoover Avenue and Coolidge Avenue. And what I knew about Hoover, Herbert Hoover, I believe, was his 
presidency that we were in a Great Depression. I know he gets flack because he apparently went fishing. L let me just make sure I got my history right on this. He signs into law the Emergency Relief Construction Act, lending $300 million to the states for relief. In our textbooks, this picture of him fishing during the Great Depression. But I thought to myself, hey, uh, you know, he was trying to get us out of that. Come on. Let's give these presidents of all, of, of both parties, credit in one way or another. You don't have to like everything they did. But let's find the Washingtonian spirit in leadership. Instead of totally bashing them, tearing them down, telling them they're not good enough. America is built on debate, yes. America is also built on hope, I think, anyway. And now, believe it or not, Washingtonian, uh, Washington's speech was actually a dark one. He had foretold a lot of what we're seeing today animosity of one party against another, meaning one person against, you know, a group of people against another. He foretold all this. We didn't listen. Well, I'm listening and I'm reaching across the aisle since we do have the party system. I'm also going to talk to people who want to find a different way. And I hope you join me. I hope you join me in a Washingtonian spirit that says, hey, we know this was predicted 200-plus years ago. 20 years after the independence, this was, this was predicted. So, are we going to let these predictions live out, or are we going to actually heed Washington's call and crack down, really, on the excess, on the abuse, on the foreign influence that we do see. And on the discourse that we're, we're seeing amongst one another, are we going to crack down on that and say, hey, let's change the narrative? Let's bring us together? You know, he also said, and this is probably one of the best sticking points to me. Well, I'll leave you with this. Well, yeah, this was the thing. The unity of government, which comes to you, one people, is also now dear to you. So, let's question, but let's have faith in each other as one people. And that will be the health of the union. And then here, here, here is my, my favorite line of all this. Interwoven as is the love of liberty with every ligament of your hearts, no recommendation nine is necessary to fortify or confirm the attachment. So today, July 4th, 2020, 244 years later, do you feel that liberty and that love of liberty and ligaments of your heart enough to help others stay free enough to make sure your neighbors stay free the best uh, and protected this is not a day to just watch the fireworks and figure out whatever they're going to be this isn't a day to just eat the hot dogs and everything it is a day as i'm reading this furthermore to really really 
honor the fight that got us here, continue the fight to stay free, and continue the love that each other had back then to be free. The reason why we're a country is because people loved each other. They didn't want to see people be hurt by intrusion and invasion. We're communities supporting each other and should be doing that even more. Let the ligaments of liberty stay interwoven in your heart and let us all stay a perfect union. They always say the more perfect union. And to do that is to really be self-reliant, be a friend and someone to each other, and to provide a better discourse for our nation. That is my third and final part of this series. I hope you listen back. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. God bless you, your family, your loved ones. Your selves. And God bless, as he would call it, our real independence. Have a great rest of your 4th of July, Independence Day 2020.